Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to give a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old? I'm all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey! Hey! Oh, yeah! I did a little stutter step on the introduction yeah. today. Welcome to the big show. Josh Josh. What's happening, my friend? What isn't happening, Daniel Baldwin? Of course, uh, the information you need as a listener is the text line, 315-288-0644. Phones are always open, and they people always they hesitate to call till the very end. Don't wait. Call whenever you like. 4 ESPN 44. That's 437-7644. And, of course, the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Liverpool Pool and Spa. Liverpool Pool and Spa. I like Liverpool Pool and yeah, Spa. Yeah. I'm still waiting for them to call me up, though, and tell me they got the big unit going in the backyard. Because <laughs> if I have a Liverpool Pool and Spa and I invite Larry mm. to come over, I'll be having the big unit climbing in yeah, absolutely to will. the Liverpool Pool and Spa. Yeah. He is. He's, uh, he's Big Randy. Have a nice soak. <laughs> I will have a nice soak. So, so you know, we I, I come in, you know, and in the beginning of the show, I'd come in, you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes early, and I find myself coming in earlier and earlier and earlier. I like it. We spend time more, together. More and more excited about what's going on and, 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 and delving into the internet to find quality stories to bring up to you. And, and then I get interrupted usually. Um, at some point before I come in today, for instance, I'm handed the media audit because I think you asked a question. You said, who listens to this? I did. I said, oh, there, is there any material that would tell us, you know, what are the demographics of the people listening to the story? How many people are listening to the story? Are we indeed crushing acts now? Are we just barely teetering over him? Mm. What's going on there? Uh, you know, so so I'm handed this this document here. I'm going to show it to you on right Facebook. there. We are there live on Facebook. If you'd like to look at live us, live on Facebook. Take a look at that. Photograph it. Blow it up. And Learn it. Uh, live it. Learn the camera it. is in a new location. The director it Daniel is. did move it. Uh, you know, I am a director of notoriety. I might mm-hmm. add, I have won several awards mm-hmm. as a director, and I believe that Larry mm-hmm. needs to be. I think we should have a single on Larry. Actually, okay, if, if I was to pick call. this out, I would do. That's called a master. Okay. All right. So I'd have a master that includes the whole room, a wide angle lens, yeah. possibly like an eighteen or 24 millimeter from that distance. Mm-hmm. And then I would have a single on Larry, yep. a single on Josh A, Thank you. and a single on the money. Thank you. I'm, I'm, uh, I am thrilled <clears throat> to be on camera. You, I, so I can happy. see that. I can see, I can see you dressed for the occasion. Can you hear this voice? I am Knowing over- that the camera is going to move, mm-hmm. he got all done mm-hmm. up today. I am he? overwhelmed. I can see that. <laughs> all right, so I'm looking through this, this, uh, this chart here. And there's lots of cool color. It looks really official. I mean, it you does, look at right. it and you think to yourself, all right, man, we've arrived. Then you start reading it and trying to understand it. Like the median income, uh, 1.5% of the people that listen to the show make $15,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go up to you know the fifty dollars to $75,000 a year is 40.9% of the show. And at one hundred dollars to $150,000 or in, in excess of that figure is 30.8% of the show. Mm. That's an impressive number. People are making some money listening to uh, ESPN radio, some, yeah. Got, and, and I can be bought, too. So Yeah, he, you, you, you know, are knowing, for knowing, sale. Knowing that there's so many people that with cash know that I'm a man whore. 
and and you can buy me. They you can, can go. Buy, uh, you can buy time on the show. Yeah, more importantly, absolutely. knowing that we're reaching a demographic that has that much money, your advertising dollar is well spent on the show. I might add. These are the people that can so, afford a nice, uh, big unit from Liverpool Pool and Spa. L- l- let me tell you something. This is what keeps the great one at Levine in the air and mm-hmm. in the sky. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy, the guy's like all over the place. Jet fuel's not cheap. I can get a hold of Ted Turner or Donald Trump faster than I can get a hold of Ed. Levine. He's a very busy man. He is. He's and he's. I think he lost his phone down in New York, and I think he's very upset about. He this. left his phone. I think he did. Yeah. He has numbers that are, you know, the value of that phone would be. I mean, it's, it's, it's a yeah. war chest yeah. of income. <laughs> it is. It is. It's an unbelievable. Think about what's in there. My numbers in there. I know. I mean, that's that and a dollar fifty gets you right in the subway. <laughs> but but okay, so so he lost his phone. Well, I don't know. That's that's just a rumor going around the. Building. I got notes from Ed today. You did. I got show notes. Uh-oh. I did. Are we, are Larry and I out? Are we out? No, no. All no. right. <laughs> You're the only reason I'm still in. You must be defending me in there. Am I? Oh, no, no. Larry's about to jump out. <laughs> Took his head so off. He didn't take a big arm twist no, there, did he? he is running for the hills. Jeez. I thought you liked being here. Don't even get him going. Do you like being here? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He, well, I'll tell you what, I get tired. I'll tell you, I don't get no respect, Whoa. all right? Oh, yeah. Good looking girl, fine looking girl. Now I know why tigers eat their young, mm. all right? <laughs> So, so, so I'm looking at some of the other things. And some college, 28 percent of the people that listen to our show have some college. Listen, we give it our best go here in Central New York. 43.3 percent of the people that listen to our show mm. have a college degree. It's good. And 27.7 have an advanced degree. Like smarty pants. Yeah, I mean, we got some some rich, smart, smart people going smart, on. Smart, rich people. I should start touting movie investments mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff on these people. These are people that got their ballers. Yes. These are ballers on this yes, show. Yes, they are. Well, let's see what else is interesting on this chart. Uh, there's 2.1% of our show is of the Asian persuasion. Thank you so much. We uh, <laughs> love our Asian community. And our dominating community is 97.9%. Are white. white. A lot of white guys listening. There's a lot of white guys. Now, Two how about age demographic? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know what I mean? Value. No, that's a male audience is 66.4%. Female is 33.6%. Hey, we got some ladies listening. Yeah, baby. Uh, the chicks are digging they us. They love it. And you know what? It's all It's all, It's all. all me. And, I and, how, many, and how many are, 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 are of the males are really man girls? <laughs> How many of them are? I mean, all of them. He, she's. Yeah, he, she's. We have one of the biggest he, she audiences. <laughs> I believe that. Is that I believe that. I don't even know if you can say that anymore, can you? Can you? Can I don't you even say know. that. Nobody has oh. a bigger he, she audience than the Daniel Baldwin show. You no, we've got a tremendous he, she audience. <laughs> this is Mangina Central. <laughs> I love that. Oh, here come the complaint phone calls. There we yeah. go. Yeah. No, what's wrong Larry's with that? Larry's taking himself off what's the camera wrong with immediately. That? <laughs> Bruce Jenner slash Caitlin is an old and dear friend of mine. Sure, sure. I love you all. You're fine. You're welcome here on the Daniel Baldwin show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly the 33.8% females. That's Very a high nice. demographic. I want to know the demographics on other shows. I want to know if the other shows are pulling in that many chicks. That's a lot of women listening to the Daniel Baldwin show. That's a lot of ladies. Yeah. I mean, what, we have how many million viewers now? I mean, it's, it's, it's in the hundreds of millions at this point. It's worldwide, yeah. no? Yeah. I mean, on the download, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, Larry. Larry, 33.8% of the audience that are female are downloading. They're downloading you. Yes. There you, there you go. go. 
They're here because of his witty sound effect. I don't know. There's a, there's, you might want to. There's a clown like, horn. You might want to add on to your repertoire. You got like four sounds. No, he downloaded. He got the beginner's pack, he and he's not buying any more he's sounds. Got, he's got to get the advanced sound. <laughs> Come nope, on. He does not, I, I'm not spending 99 cents on more sound. Got, I'm going to front you some some loot. Larry got. I'm going to get you an account. He got the beginner's five sounds, and if Don't the clown we, horn doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, look, look, why don't we get him like just a bunch of animal noise? Well, he's got them. Sure, right? Yeah, just yeah. Drop a chicken clucking for no reason. You yeah. could just leave her tape recorder in his bedroom on any oh, weekend. Wow. There you go. There. Wow. Syracuse basketball, baby. Mm. Last night, Syracuse wins 72 to 63 over UConn. Now, you know, I grew up watching this matchup, you know, in the Big East. Uh, when, when UConn and Syracuse and the mighty battles of the Big East when they were, were really powerful in the 80s. Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen. I mean, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Pearl Washington of Syracuse fame. Um, you know, I, I, it was it was like the the division to watch. You know, I, the Georgetown rivalry and Providence, and even Seton Hall and teams that you know St. John's with Walter Berry and you know, I mean, they they, they beat each other up and mm-hmm. they were just physical, fun games to watch in the Garden and everything. So I have to tell you that as a fifty seven year old viewer last night, and you hear that we're going to play UConn in the Garden, Syracuse. And I mean, I, I was, the, the, the rush of memories, the plethora of, of, you know, exciting moments in my life of watching college basketball came rushing back to me. And then you, you watch the game and, and, and you, you, it's quite apparent that this is not a Jim Calhoun UConn team. Right, you right. know, Syracuse, uh, um, you know, they handled them pretty easily from the, from the go. They were, they were, it was obvious they were a better basketball team. Um, there were some great things, though, that I think happened that, that will help Syracuse in the game. Again, uh, Brissette, uh, you know, was, was all over the boards, 10 rebounds in the game, and I thought that his presence was very, very important. And Howard came out of his shell. Yeah, you know, I mean, so so, and we need him. We need somebody else to step up. Some Moyer had a good game. Everybody, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Moyer, rather, uh, yeah, he he definitely played well. And so you know, there was there was a a few shining moments in it. There's still that thing though that when they're up, you know, and they had them at one point. It was it was deep into double digits. It was probably 16 or more points that they were up by, and you just thought that they could they could put the dagger in them and go up by 25 and end it. Mm-hmm. And they never quite did that though. You know, then it would come back down to nine, then it jumped a little, then it came down to like seven, and then it went back up to ten. I never thought that they lost control of the game or, or they were they were being threatened. Like you know, there was a chance we were going to lose the game. They seemed to be that much better than them, but. They just didn't. They they still don't have that sword, you know. That when you're standing over them and the, and you see Caesar just put the yeah, thumb, down, thumb down, you know. And, and you just, did you stay up for the whole thing? I did. Wow, I did. I did stay wow. up for the whole thing. Dedication. That, you yeah. are dedicated. No, of course, I'm not up. <laughs> I'm up at five o'clock in the morning every morning. Yeah, you are. No, you are. I have little kids. Yeah, you'll tweet so, and but you're text. Uh, you're uh, you're doing your show. I didn't even stay up for the tip, Daniel. I didn't even see the. Uh, I didn't even see the. Team take the, I, uh, take the court. What am I going to do with that statement? I didn't even stay up for the tip. <laughs> is that your wife's line? Or what? <laughs> Where is that line? Uh, story of my life. Thank man. you. Mm. Thank you so much. No, I so, would not. What is it? A nine, it was a 9.30 game, right? Yeah, it was a late People game. People have There was a Villanova game before that. Come on. Yeah. Jimmy V classic. Did you watch the game, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> I produced it here. Oh, yeah. He was so on I, the... I was here until 12.30. See wow. that? Here to tw- and what time did you have to get in this morning? I got in about noon. <laughs> no, he's got banker's hours. Yeah, he's got banker's hours. He's, he's, out, he's out doing blow and he comes in the, <laughs> in the afternoon. I like it. That was me in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> S- 
So, so what does this win mean for Syracuse? Well, I'm going to tell you for me what it means. They're seven one, and they have won every game that they're supposed to win, and they lost the one that most people thought they would lose to Kansas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that. Colgate comes in next on Saturday, and they're going to be a sacrificial lamb taking a beating. Uh, they'll beat uh, Colgate by 20 or more points, mm-hmm. probably. And then the real test starts when they play Georgetown. Then they get another week off against Buffalo. And then St. Bonaventure. And remember, St. Bonaventure is the team that beat Maryland, one of the teams that beat Maryland. So St. Bonaventure is no joke. Every once in a while, they have a team up there. So that'll be something to you know not look past, but... Uh, um, Georgetown's going to be the next real test. Yeah, you know, yeah so. I agree. The Bonnies, they do, they are a good team. You'll They're a Bonnet adventure up there. You never know what you're going to get. That's right. That's right. It really is. But you know what's even better than that, though, mm-hmm. is that they have a weekend at St. Bonaventure University during the basketball team where they join forces with Niagara when they play Niagara University. Mm-hmm. And now Niagara has a, is like a huge nursing school. Oh. And it is the one time that they allow men to be in the female dorms is what? that weekend. Uh, yes, it's a fact because okay. I've been up there for this weekend. Oh yes, you have. Oh yes, <laughs> Nurse Betsy, mm. come on! Mm. Oh yeah, I raped and pillaged through that school many wow. years when I was in college. It was lovely. My so, friend Craig McCarthy went to school at St. Bonifacio. He go, bro, Niagara weekend this weekend. <laughs> Niagara weekend, that's what it's called. Niagara weekend. They call is it, it still Bonifacio. a thing? Like, or is that changed? You know, this is a long time. They may have, after my you know rapage and pillage that said, I went through, right, they might have shut it down. I don't yeah, know. Let's... But, but uh, it was it was the one time where you were allowed. You had to smuggle guys into your dorm through mm-hmm. windows and do all that stuff. But on this weekend, because of the, the relationship between the two universities, they allow this to go on. And it was, oh my God. Mm. These are women who have been, been in there all alone, mighty cold. How much for the belly warm? Just hard. They're nurses. They've been looking at cadets oh, yes, all day. They, they have know. been. Oh boy. Oh yeah, they've been performing penectomies up there for years. <laughs> it's frightening. What? I don't know. Larry, you're, Larry, you're free to go home. Uh, we're going to come back. You know how to get involved. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Liverpool Pool and Spa on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Saturday, the Orange return home to face Colgate. Coverage starts at 1230 on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! We're back. And I'm with Hawthorne Wingo over hey, here. Hey, what? <laughs> Josh, we are talking about in the break. Larry and I are talking about you know the preparation we do for the show. Now, I'll often go into Larry and say, hey, man, can you pull up the clip where I predicted this right? Mm. Or can you pull up this way? And he, uh, yeah, if I can find it. But then he goes in there and he does his thing. Josh walks in with a computer. I bring the name up. He hits Google search. Bingo! And suddenly he's this you know uh, Encyclopedia Britannica of information right. on the topic. You're damn right. Yeah, he's reading from a screen. And the camera will now prove it, baby. I got nothing to hide. I know. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) In the news, and I got got to talk about this right now. I mean, this may not be sports related, but I got to talk about it. I'm going to turn it in. Why start now? Is what I say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, man. I didn't know the Indians were on the floor. So, now there's been this rumor for many, many years that Stevie Wonder can see. Okay, so... I'm dumbfounded by watching this video. So there's a video that you can pull up now and take a look at. Thank you. Of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and evidently they're singing like, uh, it's not We Are the World. They're singing uh, Let It Be or singing some some Beatles song at the White House. And Paul McCartney walks by 
and brushes his shoulder into the microphone, which is on a mic stand, and it starts to topple. McCartney doesn't notice that it's toppling, but Stevie Wonder, who is singing into this very microphone, leans down and makes a nice catch and catches it. Mm-hmm. So again, this probably went by everybody. No one really noticed it, but someone watching the video went, hey, how does a blind guy catch the microphone? It's not emitting sound that he heard it falling, whatever. He was in the middle of singing, and he catches the mic, and he does indeed catch it. So are you taking a look at it now? I'm looking at it right now. You okay, see there he, is in slow motion. Watch. Falling down, and Stevie he, grabs he, he it. He grabs it. He grabs the That's mic. How, and now wait. How do you do that if you can't see? And his head turns towards it as if he's seeing the mic stand fall. So I decide that I have to research this a little bit more. I have to know, is, is, is this been a hoax? And, and we're going to discuss the possibilities mm-hmm. and the reasons why, if it was a hoax, why, why he would have continued it. Um, so there's a story that Boy George, you know, let me make sure I pull up this message properly, that Boy George was at a party uh, and Stevie Wonder walked in the door and it was... Uh, it was kind of crowded, but Boy George noticed that across the room that Stevie Wonder had walked in. And so Stevie, <laughs> you know, I guess he, from across the room, technically couldn't see Boy George, but he immediately started serpentining right around people very strategically, walked up to Boy George, grabbed him by the throat, and faked like he was strangle- strangling him, and identified him. Hey, hey, boy, or hey, George, or yeah. whatever the hell he said. And so... This, this was quite an oddity to Boy George, who was under the impression also that Stevie Wonder could not see, and how could he have noticed him from across the room? So I messaged Boy George, who's a friend of mine, and I said- That's the kind of contacts we got on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. We got, look, I told you, we got them all. We right go there. from athletes, presidents mm-hmm. of the United States, or he, she's, whatever you need. Whatever you need. So um, I said, uh, I just read the craziest story about Stevie Wonder. He can see? Question mark. He said, no- but maybe has incredible senses or the tiniest bit of sight. Greetings from Australia. So evidently he's over in Australia touring. So, um, or the tiniest bit of sight. So what blurs? Okay. So so wait. So so if he if he was able to see shadows mm. or whatever, that might explain the mic stand, you know, and falling. But I don't know how that would explain why he always wears sunglasses if he could only see. Uh, maybe he doesn't want people to see his eyes. I don't know. So I looked up Stevie Wonder, and evidently this was some disease that he had or some ailment as a child that uh, my understanding of it is it created some kind of pressure on his optic nerve and and then therefore caused a retinal detachment, which caused his blindness. Now, if his retina mm-hmm. is indeed detached, he can't see at all. But you can. Now, this is Josh's potential theory. You can reattach someone's retina, like like that happened with boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, so they do have the skills today to reattach your retina had, if it becomes detached. So your theory is my theory is that okay, in 1950 when he was born, maybe they couldn't reattach them. Right. But he makes a little cache. Maybe he starts out blind. Right. He's playing the piano, making a little cache. They go, hey, you, you want to get those retinas reattached? On the one, two, three jobber there, and they get them done. But now he's got the blind gimmick going. Right. So he's got to ride the gimmick. Is he less valuable if he can see? Does that screw up the gimmick? I mean, you're the rock guy. So. I mean, I think that's 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 his gimmick. That's his gimmick, isn't yes. it? Yes. The whole thing's a setup. Tommy Lee gonna stop playing the drums? No. I can see. <laughs> I can see. You don't think he should just do the show where he like he has the? I think it's gonna be a deathbed fall, confession. The fall. <sighs> I think it's gonna be on his deathbed. First the grassy knoll, then Stevie Wonder can see. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know about that deathbed con- uh, confession? The who? The mafia one for the? No, no, the best one of all. So uh, his name was. He's one of the Watergate break-in guys. Um, um, little guy. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to think of his name. <laughs> Can I Google Watergate it? Watergate break-in. Mm-hmm. No, no. Deep Throat was the informant dur- during uh, um, All the President's Men. Um, no, no, no. So what, look his name up. You'll know his name. He's got like three names. Um, go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Watergate break-in. Watergate break-in. Watergate break-in. This guy. Go- Texas. Who has it? Texas, the information. Who has it? Uh, Hunt. Okay. Hunt. Hunt. Okay. HR Hunt, is it? Okay. So Hunt, ready for this? Hunt turns around, and now if you Google a picture of HR Hunt, mm-hmm. and then Google a picture of the three hobos that were arrested in the train yard, which was right behind the grassy knoll. So Hunt gets very, very sick. He has cancer. He's going to die. And he hasn't had a relationship with his son for a long time. And he tells his son, come to the hospital. I want to spend some time talking to you. And I want you to bring a tape recorder. So the son brings the tape recorder. He hasn't really spent much time with his dad in many, many years. And he, if you if you Google H.R. Hunt's deathbed conv- confession. It's E. Howard Hunt. E. Howard Hunt, that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And there's the, the side-by-side. Okay. Tramp C. Right. And E. Howard okay. Hunt, side-by-side. So, so Hunt proceeds to sit with his son and tell him the story of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That he was in on it, that the CIA planned it, the entire thing. And gives him a detailed synopsis of everything that happened during the assassination of JFK. And that he indeed was one of the men in the grassy knoll trigger men that fired, fired the weapon. So the son has this information and suddenly all these death threats that people want to know and he stashed the material and everything. So this goes hand in hand what we're talking about. So this is, this is your, your deathbed con- uh, confession will be that Stevie Wonder will tell the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and hopefully this won't be for, for decades for Stevie. Yeah, he can live forever. But yeah, he could. He could. I think that he was given the opportunity and this is completely us talking out of our asses. Right. He was given the opportunity. <laughs> What's different between this show and Asia? Thank to you. have his retinas reattached. Because listen, he's got some, he has some money. He wants to see the world around him. First there was Steve Austin. Now there's Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. And A man he, just barely alive. He, he wants to look around. He wants to see beautiful women. He wants to see the beach, the sunset, that kind of stuff. But he's got that good blind gimmick going for him. He wants to hold on to that money. You know what? But that, the, there lies the question. So it's like I've always said, and I won't say names, Larry, but of friend, <laughs> friends of mine sure. that are gay in my business, uh, <laughs> that, 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 are, that are that are are big legendary movie stars. Yeah, right. And then you say to yourself, "Well, look at what he could have done for AIDS, or look mm-hmm. what he could have done for gay rights, or look what." He, and they won't because they think it's going to affect them at the box office. Sure. Meanwhile, almost everybody knows you're gay anyway. It's okay, yeah. but you know, and I won't say that. I'm gonna, <coughs> I won't say their name. Uh, but but I do. I have some friends where I've actually had that conversation thinking, oh, look what you could do for humanity if right. you just came out and said, hey, you know what? I'm gay. Look at Rock Hudson, you know, yeah. who, whose greatest performance was acting like he was a straight man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and I don't think it would have hurt his career. That and time. honestly, the other side of the coin is Stevie Wonder still would have written those great songs. Yeah. So who was the guy that we saw that was doing the... Uh, um, the story, he said that Stevie Wonder, who's like one of the Temptations or something like that, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, I grew up with Stevie. He's definitely blind. He goes, he used to use this game. We'd be in the recording studio. The backup singers were there, and he'd reach across and touch their breasts, and, and then they'd say, Stevie, what are you doing? He goes, oh, sorry, man, I'm blind. I couldn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> Larry tried that, too, out in the yeah, hallway, Larry and that did. Uh, did not he go did. very well. He did. No. I know that. It's a good conspiracy. I like it. I, I don't like know it. why we're so attached to it. We want to know what's going to happen. I don't think it hurts Stevie to come out there no, and be able to see. No, if he can see, see Stevie, let the world know. Would he still do the head roll, though, if he, was, if he could see? I think he's, he he's, just, feeling he he's just, just feeling the music. He's just feeling the music at that point. 
time see ya. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is Stevie Wonder blind? The real questions being asked today on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Find us on the web at ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. We're back. You got some texts? I do. I got texts. I got comments on the Facebook Live video. Of course, you can text us anytime. 288-0644. We mentioned uh, some of our demographic breakdown. We were just brought into that. It's all white guys, old white guys listening. This guy, hey, I'm a 110-year-old white guy with a bachelor's of science degree, and I still say, Larry. Larry. God bless you, Grandpa. Of course, uh, <laughs> Ian. Oh. Larry. Oh, Larry. Ian on Facebook says, this show is amazing. Best sports show on the air. Wow. I don't disagree with you, Ian. I think thank you're exactly you so right. much. for That's a high compliment. Yeah. High, com- high a praise. High compliment. Let's high say praise. thank you. What else you got? That's it. I got a bunch of people. Just, it, uh, so of the 10 million people listening, only two people texted in. Well, they're very busy. Thank you. Mm. Yes, what are they doing with their hands? <laughs> um, so Anderson Silva will be allowed to use steroids for his upcoming boxing match with Roy Jones Jr. Silva, who is 42, is to fight Roy Jones Jr., who is now 48 years old. Silva is currently under suspension, a healthy suspension, for testing positive for steroids. And and this is the second time in his career. Now, is this the new fad? Is this the new thing we're going to see this crossover of MMA guys, cage guys, Going into boxing because you you know you notice you're not seeing any boxers say that they're going to go fight them no. and do the MMA thing because they would get destroyed. Yeah, I, is my belief in that. So what it really boils down to is to fight a legendary fighter for a world championship when you know what what did McGregor make twenty five or thirty million Tons to fight Mayweather money, yeah. and Mayweather made over a hundred million for that fight. So the pay per view audience to see somebody fight in this genre, this crossover genre. Uh, is quite intense. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what I don't think this fight is going to make the same numbers as Mayweather. No. Because I think that they How waited too long. He's 48. Yeah. Uh, so they waited too long to do it, I think is the answer. But this is going to be the trend. They're going to wait till they get, you know, really, really talented big fighters and then they're going to cross over to fight whoever the legend of boxing is. So uh, um, I don't think it's going to go away. I think that we're going to see a lot more of this. Um, uh, because of the money that's generated for it. Let's I, face it. I like that he's allowed to use steroids. I'm pro-steroids. You, you know, think about it. So you're out there mm. and, you, and, and you're going to lift. And one of the things that I think that is not known well to the average person, even the average athlete, the amount of muscle mass that is, is produced with the benefit of using steroids is not the key component to using the steroids. Most people would think that. Would you think that was the reason why they used I would them? think that, yeah. That is not the reason why. It's the recovery time. So I'll explain. So I, myself, in college, got there as a freshman, saw a lot of these guys, and I saw their frames and everything, and I thought, my God, these guys are massive. I'm like, how did they get this? And I only went to Ball State, which is a D1 program, but don't kid yourself, there were some big dudes Mm -hmm. there. So I looked at this one guy, and I said to this kid, Terrell, I go, man, how do you get that big? I'm like, you know, I mean, I lift a lot. Three hours, four, he goes, you don't have to lift that long. You're lifting too much. He said, you want to break it up into sessions per day. And I said, well, once I, he goes, listen, have you ever used any juice before? And I said, no. And he said, well, you should. He said, because you can lift. Now, let's say 
um, you're you're working on your on your arms, okay, your biceps, and so you're doing curls and you're doing different exercises, and you, and you want to use a lot of weight, very low amount of reps. So you want to burn it really bad on your fourth and fifth rep, you know, and max out at six. Mm-hmm. So on that sixth one, you're struggling to even lift it one more time because it's literally ripping the muscle fibers in your arm. Mm-hmm. Now you have to wait, and you can only do a certain amount of sets of that exercise before you're burnt out and can't lift it anymore. The first few times I ever shot steroids, that afternoon I went, hey man, why don't we go back to the gym? And you could work out again in the same day. The recovery time from using the steroids is so much faster. And the amount of time you can spend actually lifting weights in a day Mm -hmm. is so much longer once you get your body gets used to shooting the juice. So these guys are able to increase the load on their frame so much more than they normally would, along with the fact that it aids you in, in building muscle tissue faster. But it's the amount of time you can spend in the weight room. So then how does a guy like Barry Bonds go from like 180 pounds to just a behemoth? Well, um, it's because he can lift well, longer well, 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 and again, more. He can recover. lift longer, more, yeah. and recover faster. Plus, it is actually building the muscle faster. But what doesn't get a lot of attention is the amount of time and the and the uh, recuperation period is is accelerated greatly, greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I lived in the weight room after that. Did your body just quit at some point? I went from two fifteen to two sixty five in about. Six months and it was all muscle. I mean, wow. I, I, got re- I got really big. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you're and not I, like Larry big. But no, I got nobody really does. But do you like? Does your body has to eventually quit at some point, right? Yeah. There's a there's a uh, you know t- depending upon your skeletal composition and how big your body is. But no, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's guys there's guys that are my size that are three hundred pounds. Yeah. So six two, three hundred offensive linemen, and they just keep going. And you know the ones have warts growing out of the side. Sure. Right. 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 <laughs> they have, they have, you know fingers growing. Right. Out. Yes. Listen, Lyle Alzado died, and it was rumored that he was taking gorilla hormones. Rhinoceros hormones. I'm fine with it. He was. <laughs> I am. Well, the original statement was that you were fine with steroids. I'm, I'm fine too, with all of it. I think if you, you know if you're performing at that level and whatever you can do to get, if you want to put your life on the line, your yes. kidney failure, your yes. liver, whatever it is, yes. Well, I, shoot it. I want to see the. I want to see all drug sports. I want to see everybody on everything yeah, smashing into each other. I want to see six armed gorilla. Oh, lady I want to see it all, man. I it's do. entertainment. If you I want do. to keep my, if you want me to watch a five-hour baseball game, there better be guys with arms the size of tree trunks hitting six hundred foot. Yeah, home I want runs. to see guys that can swing telephone poles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want to hit it out of the ballpark with a telephone. What I ball. came here for. I want their arm to rip right off, and they don't even think exactly. about it. They just keep going. Rafael Palmero can do it. I know. He can. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it, so this is what we're doing now. We're just going to pump old guys full of steroids so they can go fight in we, a. We are. Rafael Palmero is in the news. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is 53 years old, and he claims that he is poised to make a comeback to baseball. Julio, no. Julio Franco, who is retired, he retired in 2007, was 49 years old and is currently the oldest player in Major League history. Rafi, who had 3,020 base hits and 569 home runs, is only one of five men to have over 3,000 hits and 500 home runs in their career. And they are Henry Aaron, Willie Mays, Eddie Murray, Alex Rodriguez, and Rafael Palmeiro. So now you may remember, or may not, because you don't have a clue who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> that Finally, pa- that, 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 catching that on. Palmeiro uh, was accused and went in before Congress 
to defend himself and claim that he never did. He tested positive for steroids. He claimed that he did not do them. He could not explain why. Uh, and uh, and then shortly thereafter retired from baseball. So there's been great question as to whether or not he will be eligible for the Hall of Fame, whether behind closed doors people are not going to vote for him from the press because they feel that his records have been tainted. But I will stand by this. Any member of the 3,000 base hit club has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Any member of the 500 home run group has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And certainly the only five guys to ever do both should all go to the Hall of Fame. Whether or not you're going to judge him based on the Josh rule, which is, I don't care, I just want to see the ball fly out of the park. Bingo! Yeah, so, you know what? Swing the telephone poles. If Rafi shot it up, he shot it up. He took one for the team. I want to see 150-year-old guys out there with just huge arms. (laughs) (laughs) No teeth. No teeth. gigantic arms. Huge hairy chest. Oh, I'd love it. Throw it at me! Finally, you have my attention. I'd love it. I do. I like it. All right, we'll come back. Do our final segment, get things, uh, you guys can always get involved, obviously, you know how. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Tonight in the Carrier Dome, the Orange women take on Colgate. Tip time 7, Orange pregame 645. On the pulse of the Orange, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Can you get excited about the big game against Colgate? Can you get excited about that? I mean, it's an annual tradition. You go watch them play Colgate and they win by 25. Because they're right down the road? Yeah. It's, so, so it's just, yeah. you know, you just got to play them? Yes. It's like when the Yankees were dominant and they still have to go and play the Mets. Yeah. Like, the right. Mayor's Trophy game? Yes. Yeah, they call called the Mayor's Trophy game. Just something cute. Right. Uh, do they have to win that game? So uh, do they let up because it's like their cousin? They don't they exactly don't. right. Like ah, come on now, don't don't dunk on little yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't dunk on him. <laughs> don't do that to Tommy. Come on, don't dunk on Tommy. Or do they drill him by fifty and just say? You I know, think you're gonna. Usually age. they get out. They get way out in head, and then you see some of the guys further down the bench. Oh, they clear it out. out. Yeah, they clear it out. Get yeah. a little break. Get yeah. ready for Georgetown. Exactly right. Yeah. Is there any chance that they look ahead? Could they have a look ahead game? Could they? Could they? You know, like Clemson did against us in football. They kind of look down the schedule a little bit and think, "Oops!" And that's it. And then mm-hmm. suddenly Colgate's up by three with two minutes left. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is, maybe. Power, is, Colgate, is Colgate a powerhouse right now? I haven't looked them up. Colgate's a real giant right now. I think. Are they huge? I don't know. I look up what. Do they do more than toothpaste? I mean, yeah, well, no. That's no. They're the, they're a smart kid school, aren't they? Are they really? I thought they were like a jock school. Wait, no, I'm thinking of... No, there's Clarkson. I'm thinking of Cornell. Cornell. Yeah, Cornell's definitely where... It's yeah. an Ivy League school. I thought Colgate was where he sent athletes. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Got notes coming in? Yeah, Larry's uh, giving me a uh, breaking news that Roger Goodell has signed the new contract as the NFL commissioner. For, did he get the 50 mil? This is breaking right now, Larry. 50 mil. You know what he wanted in his incentive package? It was amazing. He wanted a lifetime Learjet. Give him the details, him Larry. Family. Yeah, read it off, Larry. Tell us what he got. Uh, USA Today reporting that uh, this contract has been agreed on uh no real details uh details about what's in it though well i know i I know in the ask he wanted 49 million up from 31 million and that he wanted a lifetime he wanted lifetime like really comprehensive health insurance for him and his family Mm -hmm. and he wanted access to a learjet for the rest of his life i mean that's all that i ask for here so but 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 what does this tell you the nfl revenue is greatly down over this kneeling incident and all this other stuff that's going on. Uh, revenue for television and audiences on Monday Night Football, the lowest they have ever been. So that just tells you we should not try so hard on here and the great one would just give us a raise. We should suck. <laughs> we should suck instead. 
I'm going to yodel during the show. <laughs> you know, and do really outlandish stuff. Well, that I mean, no there's people listening. listening who probably think we already do stuff. You know what so would happen? I would start to do karaoke, yeah. and, and, and you'd watch all those rich white people that watch my show would go down, and all the Asians would start listening to Oh, me. we'd get the Asians. We'd have all the Asians. That's, think about we've it. We've only got one right now. karaoke show. We've only got one, Larry. Wow, we, got, we have one Asian guy. Yeah, like he said, it says the memorandum to all owners explains that the binding contract extension has been signed on behalf of the league, blah, blah, blah. Nearly unanimous consensus. So Jerry Jones, who was lobbying to block this legally and do all this stuff, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and a lot of the owners got together and told Jerry to shut up pretty mm-hmm. much is what they told him. They said, yeah. Just clam it up. So he I had guess four they, or five on his side. I wonder why they wanted Goodell so badly. Considering they're not doing, I mean, I like Roger. I've met him before. He's a nice guy, actually. Who else are you going to put in there if it wasn't him? You know, I don't know. You'd think that they'd insert like one of the Maras or somebody like that from the Giants, somebody that's old school that knows them all, that gets along with them, or maybe a young Maverick. Mm. Maybe we bring up maybe OJ Simpson. <laughs> he needs OJ needs a job. That would get some headlines. Yeah, think they about dump it. Goodell think and they it. sign OJ Simpson, and he he's a natural at slashing some of the things that they were spending extra money on. Hey now! Larry, you like that? Larry, didn't get time to push the button. <laughs> LeVar Ball is in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Go figure. LeVar has removed his son, Leangelo, from UCLA. Remember, Leangelo was accused of stealing a pair of sunglasses in China from a Louis Vuitton store. China. Uh, from China. <laughs> uh, evidently... Uh, uh, the uh, suspicion uh, that uh, his father had um, about the president and, and saying that the president uh, really did not help him and a Twitter war ensued. Mm. Uh, the father has now stepped in and removed his son from UCLA. When asked about what his plans were, would he go for you know some type of transfer? What's he going to do with this kid? He said, I'm going to give him a year off, train him myself, and put him straight on the Lakers with his brother. That is now, a special level of crazy. Well... You got to start to wonder to yourself. I mean, the guy's obviously, you know, marketing wise, he's got the big baller footwear. They mm. start at like five hundred bucks a pair. I don't know if he's selling any of them, but um, you know, he's he's trying to uh, make a splash. Tiger Woods' dad was did it in a different way, but he really did micromanage quite a bit of Tiger's early career. Uh, Earl Woods, um, you know, and there have been other celebrity fathers that have, you know, jumped into the spotlight, some quietly and some reluctantly. You know, the Manning brothers, their father was a legendary quarterback, uh, you know, himself in his own right for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, You know, so, um, but this guy, this guy is bringing it to an all new level, you know, I mean, and so to think that he's going to take his 18 year old son who hasn't played day one on the court with UCLA and he's going to be a Laker next year. I mean, you know... Do the Lakers even want him? Is he... Is he it, oh, you know what? Hmm. I know what it is. What is it? He's got something on the side going with Jeannie Buss. What? Does LeVar Ball have something going on the side with Jeannie Buss that he's got an in? Wow. No pun intended. Wow. He's got an in. We like to make rumors here. I do. I like to make it up as I go. On the DB show. That's right. I look I like up it. my material before, Henry. You grab the computer. Two minutes left. Two 22. minutes. Right, it's a two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. What do you got for me in two minutes? <clears throat> I'm just looking through stuff, and I, I can't find any Ask more information. Ask me a question. I'll answer it. On Roger Ask me a question right now and I'll answer it. All right. Ask me any um, question. It doesn't matter. Who is, uh, who is the head coach of UConn? Uh, Tommy Wanamaker. <laughs> Kevin Ollie is his name. Because I'm ask me a sports question. I thought you asked me something philosophical. Oh, all right. Philosophical question. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let me ask you. You want me to ask you instead? Yeah, ask me a question. Okay. Uh, I think I asked you this before. Uh, what are the significance of Abra- Abraham Lincoln's hands on the Lincoln Memorial? 
Wow. Abraham Lincoln. Has sitting, his two hands. Two hands sitting on the chair. What is the significance? Nowhere in the history books. Nowhere on the memorial will you find this. What is the significance of Abraham Lincoln's hands on the Lincoln it Memorial? It is to prove that if he were to come back to the NBA, he could palm a basketball. No. What are the significance of Abraham Lincoln's hands, Larry? Don't look it up. Larry, is it because he's extending the two different branches? Like... A- no, but if you were deaf, you would know, because nowhere is this written, but this is a fact. Abraham Lincoln was the first president of the United States to grant federal funding for the deaf. So Cotier, the French sculptor who was assigned to do it, did his research on Lincoln, and in an homage, without permission, shaped his hands in sign language of his initials, A-L. So when you see Lincoln's hands, he is spelling the initials to his name, Abraham Lincoln, in homage to the fact that he was the first president to give money and assist the deaf in schools. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll never get that kind of information from any other radio broadcast in the Daniel Baldwin Show right here. Thank you for listening. Of course, we will hand it over to Brent Axe. Thank you, Liverpool Pool and Spa, and thank all of you. This is ESPN Radio, Syracuse.